This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. I have uh, John Jones on today, and a lot of people, John, have asked me if we're related. And, you know, kind of, uh, in some ways, yeah, the the Sims family, um, that's that's one of the ways. But not on the Jones side. No, uh, uh, Uncle Harry. Uncle, Uncle Harry, Harry Sims. A lot of people remember Uncle Harry. Great remember man. him well. He 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 loved horses about as much as anybody I've ever known. But I enjoyed being around him so much because he could be hilarious when he wanted to be. He was. I always thought he was just the most delightful guy. Yeah, and I'm sure you saw him in some times when he wasn't. The hat, but I just always thought he was delightful. Yeah, he he was a lot and a of good fun. rook player, right? Or he oh, says I, he was a good rook player. He and Daddy were partners uh, when they would pro- play uh, uh, rook back. Uh, it, it was a, a very competitive sport for them back in those days. Uh, and Uncle Harry w- uh, drove a truck for many many years, mm-hmm. and he had some of the he and Aunt Margie. Had, and who was a Jones? Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, they had some of the prettiest uh, daughters you've ever seen. Sure did. And uh, Patsy, of course, was the first one, and she's been living in North Carolina for, for mm-hmm. a long time. And then uh, Sandra, and then Teresa. Mm-hmm. Now are, they're almost. Are they competitive with you? Do you guys kind of reach out with each other because they're in real estate? Yeah, they. You know, typically. Um, you know, she covers that Williamson County all the way to Giles County. Mm-hmm. And typically, if I have a client for that area, in most cases, I'm going to refer it to someone like her. Yeah. Because I just feel like I could go over and try to figure it out, but there's just certain things you don't know, um, current things that may be happening over there that could affect somebody's, yeah. you know, landfills coming in. <laughs> so you don't know. So I always feel like. Uh, specialization's good and put somebody that knows that area on, on your clients the best thing you can do. So, yeah. no, we don't compete. But they're wonderful people. Yes, they are. How, how about, how's your mom doing? My mother's well. She, uh, she you know, of course, she retired from the peddler gift yeah. shop, which, when you think about that, and I've been thinking about it more because I own my own business, her and Mary Ann Richardson started that business, I think, in 72, under yeah. Jackson Heights. Been a long time ago. <clears throat> so when you think about how hard partnerships are in general, mm-hmm. I mean, even marriages, you know, bat less than 500. In these days. In these days. Yeah. And they hung in there all those years. They, the, another thing that I, we don't think about, I mean, that was a high-end business. It's not yeah. a... It's not an inexpensive. I mean, they got really nice things. Yeah. And typically, Jackie, my wife would go there. Typically, those stores don't last in Murfreesboro, you know, because we're more of a we're more of a blue collar market, you know. We don't have high end clothing stores. Cecil Elrod. Cecil Elrod hung in there. The French shop. But, but a little, you know, he did, but yeah. he, you know, it's not still going. Yeah. Um. We don't have a Mercedes dealership. We don't. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't even think we have Cadillacs anymore. Do we? Uh, we used to. I just bought a Cadillac uh, in from uh, Columbia, Tennessee. You had to go all the way down to the metropolis my, of Columbia. My 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 cousins, Stan McNabb, McNabb's. and his son Trey, sold me that Cadillac, and uh, uh, I am I am pleased with it. I, I'm a person that usually I would uh, drive the 
very inexpensive cars over the years. Mm -hmm. And and I said, well, I don't have a whole lot of time to drive anymore, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get something, and and uh, maybe my kids won't fuss at me too much. Well, you always had a a you're a public servant, so you don't wanna you don't wanna look too haughty toddy. And then secondly, you always had probably a good company car, didn't you? I always had a good company <laughs> car. Yeah, yes, I did. Uh, but it was it was not a high uh, income type uh, car sure. that you would. Uh, uh, you kind of. I did make a mistake one time when we were living. Jackie and I were living over uh, at Riverbend, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I think my car was down for a little bit, and we had um, arrested someone in a uh, yellow Corvette. And I said, you know, I had an old 1963 Corvette many, many years ago, so. I think I'll drive this for a couple of days. Yeah. And I drove it over uh, and parked it in my driveway over there, and everybody started coming out and looking at my yellow canary-colored Corvette, and I said, I better get that thing back over yeah. away from me. The rumors could start flying on that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, no, I had a great neighborhood over there. Uh, I, I, I finally, I'm one of these people that, that I get an urge to go somewhere else all mm -hmm. the time. I've always had that. But uh, I, I had the best neighbors in the world over there, and they were so friendly and so nice, and I still miss them. But I, I, I like being out in the country. Mm -hmm. And when, when you have people that come to you and they're looking for something special, um, do, do you have any background knowledge of these particular individuals when they're looking for a home, maybe a farm or, or whatever? Because well, in the old days, you I know you did because yeah. you knew just about everybody that walked get, through your door. Yeah, it gets it gets trickier because we got so many people coming here from other places. Yeah. So the key to that is, and it's what I stress with my agents, man, you got to ask questions. Don't assume anything. Yeah. Ask questions. Why do they want five acres? Yeah. Why do they want ten acres? Understand, are they horse people? Are they just want land? But what we're seeing, it's getting harder to find land, yeah. you know, because it's just getting gobbled up. But we've noticed during the COVID uh, period, which, of course, I thought it would just devastate our business, you know, and it didn't. And that's kind of mind-boggling. But we did. We we had a lot of clients come in out of these areas like California, mm -hmm. um, which we love California buyers because they think everything looks cheap. Even though our prices have gone up, they're easy to work with because they're just like, oh, my gosh, you can get this for this. We got a lot of Chicago area people. We got New York people. Well, who wouldn't want to move out of those areas? And, you know, I think COVID gave every – the world's going to change after this because uh, people have developed habits. Businesses have started developing habits. Um, that's going to change us a little bit. Um, office space, a lot of people are going. Before COVID, 5% of the United States work from home. At this point in time right now, and I know it's going to change a little bit, it's 30%. So some of those people are obviously going to go back to an office, but some of those uh, companies have said, hey, this is working pretty good, and we're saving a heck of a lot of money on high-dollar commercial real estate. Yeah. That bothers me, though, John, because I, 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 I like being around people, I and I like the relationships with people. It, and, and with what's going on now, it, it's, it's almost driving us further apart. It is, I agree. I agree. You know, people can be uh, not have the same opinions about things, especially what's going on mm -hmm. in our country. But I found out if you're around them long enough, and, and if they have logical minds, you're not going to be that far apart. Mm -mm. It's, it's just certain issues that, that seem sure. to be separating everybody. And we just got to sometimes, and I'm stubborn and so are you, but mm -hmm. sometimes you just got to say, hey, we agree, disagree on that. Yeah. Unless, but you're still, you see the good in them, you know, and they see the good in me. It's not all about whether I agree on the death penalty and you don't. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's okay. You know, we can always push ourselves away from the television with all this crazy stuff that's on. You know, John, I have um, I made the mistake of watching a little bit of what was going on 
with the, the UT problem mm-hmm. that they've got right mm-hmm. now. And, you know, sports announcers are not sports announcers anymore. No. And, and there's so much uh, negative stuff coming out of their mouths. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's like they're the real experts about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and these people that have been in sports for 40 or 50 years, they don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. and things like that. I just can't abide those mm-hmm. type things. I wish that w- I, c- I could go back into my childhood and in and, and my mm-hmm. early years. I grew up in the, the golden years, John, and mm-hmm. I bet you your mom would say the mm-hmm. same thing. The mm-hmm. people that we grew up around, they were good, solid folks. Mm-hmm. There, there was very few problems between mm-hmm. neighbors, almost no problems between neighbors. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was um, a time that if, if you could let them paint a picture, it would be totally different mm-hmm. from what's going on to, today as far as what this country is all yeah. about. There's there's a lot of division, and it's sad. And I'm like you. The news I, the news to me right now is all about um, competition. It's all about putting the negative out there because yeah. think about it. If somebody puts out a positive article on UT football right now, for whatever reason, a positive spin, the only people that are going to read it are probably the UT people. But if they put out a negative spin, the UT people are still going to read it and the Georgia people going to read it, you know, because they want that. They want to know that you're, you know, mis- you know, they love to see the rival team. So it's all about clicks, you know, clickbait, you know, where they put that negative thing up there. And it, it is, and I'm trying to, I pretty much quit watching the news because it'll just drive you nuts. A, you're not getting the truth. If you watch CNN, you're going to see it go too far one way. And if you watch Fox, it's going too far that way. There's no in the middle, just news reporting. It's all about. What would Jack say right now? Have you talked to him about this? Because he, he, he was a, he he's a really great lineman. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just talked a little bit. It's funny. I guess once you've. I guess lived it and been through it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't get worked up about it. Yeah. He really doesn't. And I think that. Thank God. You know, it's healthy. Mm-hmm. I think it's the fans that get worked up. Oh, the fanatics. Um, They've been unhappy ever since uh, uh, Fulmer won the national championship. Mm-hmm. And I saw. Uh, I didn't read it, but I saw a headline in there that. Uh, something like thank goodness Fulmer's gone now. Mm. Well, Fulmer was one of those people that they mm. just the fans absolutely adored all those years, and maybe got rid of him a little too quickly. You know, I think it's interesting. People go, "We need to hire so and so. We need to hire so and so." They're a slam dunk. Mm. You know how hard it is picking a head coach. Think about there's probably two or three slam dunks, maybe yeah. four. Saban, Urban Meyer. We're not getting either one of those. Dabo Sweeney, we're not getting him, and Bob Stoops, who I don't think is coming back. I mean, who would have thought Tom Herman would have failed at Texas? Yeah. Who would have thought Charlie Strong would have failed at Texas? I mean, it's a tough deal to figure out who really is going to take you to, you know, Gus Miles on. Mm-hmm. He, he got Auburn in the national championship. He's not really had a sub five hundred year. He's been pretty competitive in a you know in the West, which is incredibly hard. Yeah. But that wasn't good enough, you know. So it's a tough. But you know those guys are making so much money now. If they can just get in a job mm-hmm. with the money they're making, they're set for life. And even if they get fired, they're probably even more set for life. Yeah. Because of the buyouts and whatnot. It's, it's nuts. Don't have any bad things go on, or you may not get that. That's true, but you know, I bet you anything they'll end up use. They'll use that, but they'll use that to negotiate it down. But you you know, Jeremy Pruitt, fifteen years ago, was probably making forty five, fifty thousand a year coaching high school football at Hoover. You think that fellow ever thought he'd be making three million a year? But when you get right down to it, money. Uh, there's the old saying, as you know, uh, money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. And, and in, in a lot of ways, it is. It changes you. Now, uh, a lot of people can handle it. I mm-hmm. mean, if if you look like at Peyton Manning and mm-hmm. his family, mm-hmm. all the way back to his mom and dad, mm-hmm. 
they are they always handled themselves right properly with class yeah, yeah it, it was really something special well I, I, and i agree with this money makes you if you get money it makes you more of what you really are if you're a generous person it's gonna make you more generous if you're a jerk, it's probably going to make you a bigger jerk. I mean, but you've always been a good guy, though, John. It, well, I've never had money, money. Money has not changed you whatsoever. <laughs> I never, I've never had money, so, you know. Uh, but I'm a big believer in whatever you have, yeah. you get, you give. If, you, if, you, if, if, life, if you live life in abundance where I'm always trying to add value, I'm always trying to help community, you give um, without expecting anything. You know, I, I truly believe good Lord take care of you. Yeah. And, you know, doesn't mean you're not going to have bad times, but it just somehow comes back. Because I think you attract whatever you do. If you if you hoard and you live real close-minded type, you know, deal, I think that's what you attract. So that's well, just my philosophy. I don't know a whole lot of real estate people. Most of them do fairly well. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been a really great market over it has. since, what, 08? Uh, everything well, has gone Yeah, uh, 08... 9, 10, 11, 12 were really hard, terrible. Mm-hmm. And then 13, it started peaking its head. And then 14, 15, it started getting a little better. But the last three years have been, well, it, they've been exceptional if, as far as the number of sales we've had, <clears throat> the problem that we're having, the challenge that we're having right now, the inventory, Truman, is as low as it I've ever even imagined it could be. I mean, when I have a buyer, it is so frustrating because if a house comes on the market, there's going to be 10 people rushing to it, mm-hmm. 10 multiple offers. They're going to start bidding it up. If my guy's a good, it makes a great offer, but he's getting a loan, but the other guy's paying cash, and, you know, it just, you keep losing out, and it's just frustrating. It is for a buyer. Very good for a seller, but tough for a buyer. But it's such an attractive area here. It is. Rutherford County mm-hmm. is really uh, the, the people coming in are like you said earlier. They're coming in from everywhere, and I remember uh, one of my favorite farms out on uh, Salem uh, Highway mm-hmm. uh, was the Rivers Farm, mm-hmm. and people came in mm-hmm. and uh, they just mm-hmm. they saw an opportunity to make money, and mm-hmm. they did. And I I still miss that old farm. I used to play touch football. Well, it was supposed to be touch football, but you know how that turns out. That Uh, usually turns out with bloody noses. Yeah, but but, but they were some of the nicest people and just absolutely loved them to death. What a a great family. And, And the country life back then was different than what it is now. Oh, yeah, it was. And everybody just... uh, uh, looked out for each other. If, if one had a problem, that the neighborhood would come uh-huh. in and, and and try to make things better for them. And, oh, yeah. and it, it was pretty neat. And and uh, just like you, you you've got that same personality. Um, uh, Clark Maples' daughter Betsy. Uh-huh. She she I think she does the, uh-huh. the same thing. Uh-huh. And, and real estate is one of those people that you can get a really great reputation mm-hmm. by doing it right. Just and do it you right. have always well, done it right. Thank you. I mean, we make mistakes. But what I tell my folks is, man, just own your mistake. If you make yeah. a mistake, tell you know, just say, hey, I made the mistake and, and, and run with it. Be honest about it. Don't try to deflect. But if you just treat people right and you're just truly trying to help and solve yeah. their problem, because people only buy for two reasons, either pain or pleasure. Pain, the house is getting too small. Hey, the house getting too big, or pleasure. Hey, we want to buy this. I always promised Nancy I'd get her a pool, but typically it's pain. So you just gotta figure out what is it they need, and let's try to solve their problem and, and help them. The solution, find the solution. Yeah. But you're talking about your favorite farm. My favorite one's real close to that one, and it was the Harrison. Oh, farm. I know. Wasn't it, wasn't it just the picturesque sitting on the hill? And yeah. it's still. We still get a little view of that. World Outreach bought it, and they kind of kept the house there. But with the creek running down in front, and and just that, I just think that I always she thought was, that was she was allowed to live there mm-hmm. as long as she was alive. Sure, they were. They 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 were good in that situation with yeah. her. The Jacksons are good people, and the Harrisons were great people. That was uh, a beautiful farm. The Harrisons 
Did you know the Harrisons that well, Big yeah. B Cleaners? Yeah, I knew them, yeah. My aunt uh, did their book work for them. Um, Joe Harrison, mm-hmm. one of the smartest men I've ever I've ever met. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know this. He would sit up there in that uh, office above their cleaners. Mm-hmm. He loved real estate. He loved commercial real estate. He, When he passed, he owned real estate everywhere. And I'm talking downtown Nashville. Mm-hmm. He was a part of the group that bought the old Father Ryan High School and put the Hampton Inn up there. Stuff you would never know about because he didn't, he didn't want the headlights. I mean, he didn't want the headlines. Yeah. But just a really, he told me he would follow the real estate. You know, he'd get the old deed sheets every day from the register office. So he would keep up with what's going on. Mm-hmm. He said the appraisers, four computers, the appraisers would call him and say, Joe, what stuff selling four per acre out there? Because he had all that knowledge. He just a, a fascinating man that came from nothing, and they yeah. they worked their tail off on those cleaners and humble, and wasn't flashy, but just was an investor. And uh, he told me an interesting story one time. They had the Stones River Mall. He was in a group that owned that, and the '80s came, and I mean, I don't know if you remember, but that thing sat empty, and it was. It yeah, was it was a tough deal. It was a tough deal. And he said, hey, I didn't know, you know. I didn't know <laughs> we were going to make it. And Walmart got interested. You remember when Walmart went out there? Mm-hmm. And they really revived it. But he said he, Sam Walton, flew into Murfreesboro on his little plane. Mr. Harrison went out and picked him up, put him in the car, said, let's ride around. Took him to Rose's because Sam wanted to walk the competition. Yeah, and he said, "Well, Joe, you probably gonna stay in the car. I'm just gonna go in here." Took him to Kmart. He walked it, and uh, got back in and said, "You know, tell him, tell the bank we're gonna do the deal." And uh, and he said it was, you know, it saved him, you know, on that project because mm-hmm. Walmart gave him a good anchor tenant, and you know, created goodies coming in there and all that. But you know, that wasn't that long ago, and and Walmart was already a pretty big deal, and Sam Walton still wanted to come in himself by himself and walk the competition uh, you know i just think it'd been cool to be in roses that day and go of course probably people didn't know who he was yeah. there's old sam walton in murfreesboro roses walking around that just boggles my mind and i think walmart was different when sam was still alive oh yeah it, 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 when you're people like that they can be so successful because they have not only a good mind for business but they know how to deal with mm-hmm. individuals mm-hmm. In, in a friendly like way, like he yeah. did. Yeah. And, you know, that's a great story, John, because the, the real... I was so, it was so cool to hear that story from him yeah. late in his life. Well, you have seen so many things that have become successful mm-hmm. in this community mm-hmm. and, and, and the type of people that have made it a mm-hmm. success. It, sure. it just doesn't do it automatically. You, mm-hmm. you have to have... Someone who who is uh, uh, lighting the fire and getting it started. No, you're right. You're right. It makes me wonder. You know, we're talking about changes in behaviors. Yeah. And of course, Amazon has changed a lot of behaviors. Yeah. And now way. you and now you got COVID, which even affects that more. I mean, we're buying, we're getting more stuff to our front door right now. Because my wife, you know, they're not going out. What's going to happen to the shopping mall? What's going to happen to Cool Springs, these big shopping malls? I just, <clears throat> I'm sure they'll reinvent themselves, but I don't think the they're going to make it the way they used to make it with Amazon and whatnot. I I'm, I don't know. The, the older people, say people 50 and older, still. they still enjoy going mm-hmm. to inside the stores and, and seeing touching everything. It and it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, li- I like to see what I'm buying. Sure. I, I don't want to do it uh, like uh, uh, Amazon and some of those others sell mm-hmm. their products. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel comfortable with that. Well, i tell you what. I don't buy pants and I don't buy shoes online because no two pants fit the same. i got to try them on. And shoes are the same. I mean, unless you've bought that same brand a few times, but... Buying shoes and pants on Amazon, I just can't do it. I gotta go try them on. I gotta go in the store. You're a big guy, though. Well, yeah, I'm a big in guy. In fact, you played for uh, Tennessee Tech. Mm-hmm. Played football there. The Harvard of the South. Yeah, the Harvard <laughs> of the South. Oh, 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 who sold you that? Jim Raglan. That's what he told me. 
No, oh, really? Yeah, well, <laughs> is that not true? You know, of all the years that I've been here, I have never had any respect for Tennessee Tech, and you know why. Mm -hmm. There was such a You were taught to hate them. Oh, gosh, yes. And, and uh, the totem pole and all mm -hmm. the other things that mm -hmm. went with it, they would steal uh, things what, from each other. What did they, they call Sheeny Nanny? Is that what they called that? It had some name for that totem pole. I can't remember. That doesn't sound right. But, but they I had may a, be wrong. They had a that was a big deal, especially back in your day, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they were both small schools. Yeah, and yeah. It, it wasn't even a university. It was I kind of miss those old OVC days, don't you? Oh, I do, and yeah. I miss sitting out there watching the football teams. And a lot of times, you would t be able to take your uh, uh, own chair and yeah. sit there and watch yeah. them. Yeah. It was just, it was comfortable. I grew up, you know, through the Boots years, and, man, they had some really successful teams out there. Yeah. And I, I was talking to a guy the other day and uh, that played for Boots, and I said, because Boots was tough. He was old school. I mean, yeah. He was a tough son of a gun. He, um, and I wonder, you know, his method would be hard today. I don't know that yeah. kids can handle it. It'd probably be lawsuits. <laughs> but I think the one coach, football coach, that was more um, suited to be in Murfreesboro than any other was Bubba. Yeah. Bubba Murphy. Heard was, great things he, about him. he was just, he loved the people here in this community. And he was one of those people that if he saw you walking on the square and you're on one side and he's on the other, he would holler at you. Mm -hmm. And he'd want to sit out there he, and talk he to wasn't a, He wasn't a, a yell or screamer type coach, was he? No. He was more of a. Yeah. Logical, reasonable. Yeah. More like coaches today. You know, more of a player's coach. Kind of so like kneeling a yeah. little bit. Uh, Y'all did the right thing, but, I mean, he did he lead by – I mean, most, most the style back then was leading by fear, you know. If you don't do this, this is going to be the consequence. And kind of the military approach, was he like that? No. Well, in some Or was he just a guy I want to play? He was a man that you just – Naturally respected. Right. Kind of like that guy. You just you just didn't want to let him down. Yeah, yeah. It That's was, a unique it, quality. Yeah. It, it, was it says a lot about his that. character. But uh, I wish you had grown up uh, during those days. Yeah, man. And during the days where we had uh, uh, 1 through 12 uh, schools, mm -hmm. everybody was uh, competitive against one part of the county. It it. it, it it uh, it had a closer bond back then. I would have loved to been. I would have loved to been in a gym to watch Jimmy Montgomery. Oh gosh! To me, that just sounds. You can't. You can't explain how really great he was. He was not natural. I mean, that boy was. He, he was on a, another level than mm -hmm. anybody else when it comes to shooting the ball. If they had three point linebacker, would he had a couple more points? Oh, God. Because <laughs> he a would lot, shoot him deep, wouldn't he? A lot of his were at the center line. Yeah, they said he'd just come across and pop it. Yeah. He he reminded me a lot of Larry Bird. Wow. And I know you probably watched him sure. on television. Yeah. In fact, uh, he was um, – nobody wants to give him the accolades that he deserved mm -hmm. for whatever reason mm -hmm. because I have never seen anybody other than Jimmy shoot like him. Mm -hmm. And if, if Jimmy had uh, – Followed a different path. Mm -hmm. There's no telling. Mm -hmm. uh, he would be known all the way across the world mm -hmm. from, from from the way that he was able to uh, yeah. shoot that ball. He was unreal. Tell me, um, I know that the real estate has been growing, and mm -hmm. I do know that we're running out of space. Mm -hmm. What is that going to do? I, I know there will be some things that will fail. Mm -hmm. That or will make um, will make some changes, but uh, people are still wanting to be here, mm -hmm. even though it's becoming more and more crowded. Mm -hmm. Does the population, the size of the population, affect real estate in this community? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, you're still we're still getting people, you know, that come in and say, hey. We we you know we want to get we want to go on down to Cannon County we want to go to Bedford County you know, but the the deal is and it's always been this way since I've been in the business, is we kind of go as Nashville goes mm -hmm. and Nashville is so hot right now and so many businesses are coming here, and so many different things are happening that creates all these 
those jobs, but ancillary jobs. Not everybody wants to live in downtown Nashville. Um, I think that the challenges we have going forward, you do think we don't have, you know, I know when you drive the streets, I, I'm guilty of this. I'm like, man, we're running out of running out of space. But if you get in a plane and drive over Murfreesboro, you're like, God, there's a lot of green grass down there. The problem is there's just not expensive. It takes an expensive road to get to it. So you go to L.A. or somewhere where they flooded, I guess, in the 30s and 40s, you know. Yeah. You go to L.A., you drive to Anaheim, you don't see you don't see anything. You just see concrete. You know what I mean? We're not at that stage uh, yet. I think things like Cherry Lane uh, Extension, yeah. which is going to come on over. Okay, that's going to open some things up. Mm-hmm. Just like Medical Center, all of a sudden, whoever thought, you know, 15, 20 years ago, we're like, you know, we didn't think about that. Then all of a sudden, it's open, and you're like, Wow. It's kind of cool. Now we got a shopping mall. Now we got yeah. some hotels. You know, and there's a hospital. You know, so when these road projects happen, they our biggest challenge right now uh, in the city is is trying to deal with it. I guess is um, our sewer capacity, and it's not so much the capacity. We have the capacity. Mm-hmm. It's they have to, uh, and I'm gonna say this kind of wrong. Environmental regulations now they have to discharge the affluent. Yeah, and the affluent, a lot of ours is going to uh, where the uh, Jordan property was, you know, and all that. But it has to go into the East and West Fork. And there's been some, and it supposedly it goes in there cleaner than the water in there. But they say it's changed the pH values too much. So we we've got to we got to deal with that. You know, if that did not change, if we could not fix that ever, which we will. I think we got about on the pace we're on about 20 more years. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to deal with that, and, and it's been a problem uh, as of late, and in, in how they're dealing. I don't, you know, I don't know. It's it's a challenge, and so that's kind of something we're dealing with. Uh, is sewer? Sewer's always the key. People go. It's such a smelly <laughs> subject. It is. It is. Let's take a quick break. Yeah, man. All right. We'll be right All back right. with John Jones. NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. If only I could spend my whole paycheck on new tires, said no one ever. Which is why Bud's Tire Pros makes buying Michelin tires simpler. Allison Mitchell at Bud's Tire Pros can help you out. For service you can trust without the hassle, visit your local Bud's Tire Pros in town. They offer a straightforward approach to service, and they include the nationwide warranty with every purchase. Stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whenever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. To find out more, visit BudsTireProsTN.com. Our people, that's the difference. Maples Realty and Auction. I'm Betsy Maples-Taylor with Maples Realty and Auction Company in Murfreesboro. Here's a look at our upcoming auction. Upcoming auction on a three-bedroom, two-bath home in Smyrna, Saturday, January 23rd at 10 a.m. Featuring a two-car garage, one-car carport, an outbuilding, fenced-in backyard, and a covered deck. Find out more at maplesrealtyandauction.com or call 615-896-4740. Maples Realty and Auction. Hey, gentlemen, start your new year off right, prioritizing your health with a quick and easy health assessment at Low T Center. They exclusively specialize in men's wellness and follow strict medical guidelines for your health and safety. They are one of the leading men's medical providers in the country. Low T Center has reinvented the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone. It starts with an annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment so that you'll know all of the numbers that are important to your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, noticed weight gain, and a loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center can determine the calls and help. And now they offer monitored self-inject at home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. Book your annual wellness exam today at lowtcenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. 
The main branch of the Rutherford County Library System in Murfreesboro had to shut down due to concerns over the spread of COVID-19. Carol Gaddis, the branch manager of the Lineball Public Library, told News Radio WGNS the library shut down on Friday. We just closed to the public on Fridays. It just became a concern. We tried shutting down for a couple of weeks in December, did the same thing, cleaned. And I think because we have such high traffic at Lineball, it has just become a growing concern. So we're going to stay shut down for about a month and then we'll reevaluate at the end of February. The library still offers curbside service Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Murfreesboro City Schools welcoming Trey Duke as its next director. The district announced Tuesday Duke had been chosen from five candidates to replace Dr. Linda Gilbert, who died last May. Duke's a graduate of MTSU, joined the district as a principal of Salem Elementary in 2019. Board Chair Butch Campbell said they'd continue to mourn the loss of Gilbert, but look forward to a new chapter under Duke's leadership. Governor Bill Lee issuing a new executive order restricting who may attend high school sporting events in the states. The governor issued Executive Order Number 74 Tuesday, extending the restriction. The Tennessee Secondary Schools Athletic Association says large-scale attendance by fans and students must be changed. Bands, cheerleaders, and dance teams will not be able to attend games. And police are searching for a pair of suspects who managed to steal seven vehicles from a Murfreesboro car rental business. They drove into Enterprise Rental on Northwest Broad Street last Sunday and stole the keys from a secure lockbox. More details on our website, WGNSRadio.com. I'm Ron Jordan, reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Why move into a new house and, and leave a home that you already have memories with? Farrah Construction had already done the bathroom. Then we decided to move a wall or two and redo the playroom. If you can dream it, we can turn it into reality. And they did. The best investment in enjoyment that we ever made. We're family here at Farrah Construction. We care about you. This is Ron Hall with Farrah Construction. Call 615-893-6120. At Heritage South Community Credit Union, we help when others won't. It's what our members tell us we do every day. Whether it's a loan for a car you need to get to work or saving for the future, let us see if we can help. If you live, work, worship, or attend school in Rutherford, Bedford, or Marshall Counties, you can be a member of Heritage South. Visit our website, HeritageSouth.org, to learn more. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the mid-40s. Southwest winds of 5 to 15 miles per hour. For tonight, a chance for rain showers here late, cloudy low of 35. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 30. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for Premier Six Theater. They're now open. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back. And John and I, we, this has been an enjoyable time for us, John. I've really enjoyed uh, uh, having conversation with you and, and saying things that, uh, um, unfortunately, that's the worst thing about radio is you can't always say everything that you know about things, and that's and right. that, that's. Um, but you don't want. Uh, sometimes the conversation can affect people adversely. Sure. And uh, I know you're not w- one of those people, and and I, and, uh, I think that uh, that's something that maybe we all uh, should take an oath on to not. Sure not say things that are going to be detrimental right. to other people, which uh, I think that's what, where we should uh, go. But uh, uh, you have a lot of stories, a lot of history 
with people over the years because of your position and your sure. family and and things like that and mm -hmm. just to sit around and play cards with your mm -hmm. buddies and friends that you respect and mm -hmm. things like that sure that uh people think a lot more of individuals who follow those guidelines yeah. than others sure. and and i think that that's uh, that's pretty special yeah but um we were talking about real estate and mm -hmm. um what is what would you say is the biggest hurdle that you're going to be facing over the next 10 years? And will we ever have a situation where, like we had in 08 and, and, and during those particular periods? Because I, I can't see it happening for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, I, you just don't know. I, I don't think so because 08 was caused by something that had never happened before. Yeah. It was caused by anybody that could, it was caused by several factors, but the biggest one was Wall Street got into the mortgage business. They, they loved it. They, you couldn't, they couldn't get enough loans because mm -hmm. uh, they were selling these loans to, you know, Greece and, you know, steel workers, pensions funds. I mean, they're making billions. Yeah. Well, loans got to be ridiculous. I mean, they had a loan out there it's very popular. It's called a stated income. Mm -hmm. Think about that for a second. You, they didn't verify your income. You just told them what you made. And uh, We've got a caller on the line. That's crazy. I hope it's one of your buddies. Who is it? I have no idea. I, we're going to find out. Right. Caller, welcome aboard with John Jones. Well, it's, uh, I hold in for like when you had the basketball on about Jimmy Montgomery. Something that yeah. he did one time in a regional <laughs> tournament. <laughs> but I, I can skip that <laughs> and let you go. <laughs> well, uh, Thank you a lot. For that, that was a great story. There, uh, Jimmy is one of these people that uh, he'll, he'll pass the time many years beyond us. Uh, people will still be talking about him back then. Mm -hmm. Now, what, we, what were we, where were we? Oh, the biggest challenges. Here's why I don't think. Yeah, who knows? But here's the thing. There's just so many unpredictable things like yeah. COVID. Yeah. Totally unpredictable. Um, but that, I, I think that's that's going to be gone. I think one of the challenges we're going to have um, moving forward, rates are incredibly low right now. Two percent. You know, you can get a. I mean, think about that. You've lived when they've been in some crazy high numbers. I had uh, property one time, eleven uh, percent. Crazy. Yeah. And we. And when rates go up, and I assume they've got to go up at some point, mm -hmm. I don't know that our incomes have been, our, you know, salaries and incomes have, have been going up at that, you know, to deal with that. Right now, for instance, if, a, if I have someone that qualifies for, a, let's say, a $300,000 house, mm -hmm. and the rate goes up one point, which isn't huge, but goes yeah. up one point, it's going to affect... 10%. So now they're only qualified for 270. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when rates go up, how many people can qualify? Because our prices here in Rutherford County are 300,000 is, is it was the median price this year. I never thought I would say those words. And what would be a similar uh, amount that if you were buying that house over in Williamson County? Um, Williamson County their their average is at five sixty. Mm -hmm. Davidson is probably about five thirty. All of Davidson. Yeah. Sumner is probably five thirty five. Wilson's probably I mean three thirty five. Wilson is probably around three fifty three sixty. We still are the most affordable of the of the what you call the Greater Nashville. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, unbelievable. But what you're seeing, what we're seeing is a lot of places like Manchester, Coffee County, mm -hmm. around the interstate. Uh, there's a lot of hustling and bustling right now, people building houses down there. Because what happens is if they can't afford here, they'll go a little bit further. Bedford County, mm -hmm. there's, you know, a little bit more affordable there. So it's kind of bustling. You know, um, these outer areas, will, you know, it just kind of keeps going out. But I think one thing that we missed the boat on and – 
any it's kind of a country a national problem was urban sprawl yeah um i think that you know making these subdivisions some people are going to argue this but you make these subdivisions where they have more density but then they have green space because pe- kids don't play in yards anymore anyway but you put them you put them you you get more people in an area and you still can define the green space kind of like a stratford hall just for instance yeah um but if you plan like that, anytime you do these bigger lots and these beers, you end up taking more road. That's more road your police have to, you know, your police mm-hmm. have to cover. It's more road that your garbage trucks have to drive, and uh, it really puts a burden on the city. It's more roads they have to take care of, and yeah. it gets us out further and further. So I think smarter planning is putting more people in a smaller place, doing it right, making it attractive, uh, making it well. Uh, restricted to where you know they got to do what they're supposed to do, but they have green space. That's the way you protect green space. Doing a subdivision the way we did them for years, you know, even like uh, whatever, just name one, you know, Riverbend, which is a great subdivision, yeah. but you're not really protecting any green space. You know, I mean, it's just bigger lots. And if those people don't take care of their stuff that right, then it doesn't look that great. But they do over there. But there's a lot of subdivisions like that. So I just think, you know, and that's what. The, all your urban planners across the country, that's what they're talking about. Um, but when you, when you talk about density, uh, it scares people. They think they think apartments. They think, ah, it's too much traffic. Well, really, traffic problems aren't caused by density as much as they're caused by the sprawl. You know, because if you're going from A to Z, that's more people on the roads going longer distance as opposed to putting them in a, in a better location. But I think that we got to do a better job of that, and we and we are. We're doing we're doing more of that. You're seeing more of the Stratford halls and those type of mm-hmm. places where when you pull in there, you think, man, this is a really pretty place. Now, yeah. I get some people. You're a country boy, so you're thinking, I don't want to be that close to people, and, and I get that. But city, city people want to live in the city and do that. You know, I would rather live in a really, uh, just a really nice community that's clean and not a bunch of stuff having some green parks and medians and having a place to, you know, walk the dog and do all that stuff that looks really attractive than having big sprawled out lots where my neighbor's got three cars in the backyard, you know, because he doesn't, there's not a HOA there to say, Hey man, you can't do that. You yeah. Know? I'm surprised that there hasn't been more over on the 840, uh, in sewer. And, uh, is that the the biggest reason? Because yeah. I've always wondered if there was a lot of money just holding well, that area. You've got the Horde property, yeah. which is they haven't done anything with it, which is going to be – I wish I was a Horde. I wish I was going to inherit that property. That property's going to be worth a lot of money because oh, they're yeah, bringing Cherry Lane, Cherry Lane Extension through it. However, if you go to Wilson County on 840, mm-hmm. you see all these big old distribution centers. Yeah. Okay. And, and people go, why don't we have those? Well, they got sewer out there to them. We don't have our sewer. Like north across Stones River, we don't have sewer. Uh, and then, you know, in all the areas near 840, we just don't have sewer. Mm-hmm. And you just not, you know, parking only does so much, you know, especially for a distribution center. And a lot of our land doesn't park that well, as you well know. we got a lot of rock and clay. Is so, that the reason that the readable Kittrell area hasn't grown any more than than it is. You go out Woodbury Highway, there hasn't been a lot of building of new houses at that. No, way. I think I think there's a couple factors. I do think it's soil, but I also think um, Kittrell, if you think about it, it gets as far away from the interstate as you possibly can. Which is good for me. Uh, which is great for yeah. for somebody that doesn't want that. Yeah. But it's not a really attractive thing for a developer. It wants to do subdivisions. Because the masses are, are going to need that interstate. Mm-hmm. So as you get further away from the interstate, it makes it tough. Even Las Casas, which is beautiful. Um, subdivisions like Farmington, which is a great subdivision out there. Mm-hmm. It didn't just set the world on fire. Because, you know, you, you got a pretty good haul to get to an interstate from there. So yeah. when you're appealing to the masses, like a subdivision, as a developer, you want somewhere where you know you're going to get a pretty good absorption rate to get through it so you, you want to put it somewhere where you know the people got to get to mm-hmm. i'd rather personally from the beauty aspect i'd rather live in las casas you know if i was going to do a five acre track somewhere and look at the hills and all that that's beautiful place. then maybe uh let's just say walter hill yeah. okay 
But Walter Hill's subdivisions are extremely popular because you can pop on 840 like that, you know. But you go out in Donald's Chapel, uh, go out Bradeville Highway. Yeah. And uh, you get out there in, in that uh, area. There's some beautiful land Gorgeous. out there. And then turn uh, right and, and go toward Manchester Highway. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my goodness, that's some of the prettiest land there is anywhere in the world. It's absolutely gorgeous. And you're, and you're kind of getting on up there towards Beach Grove. And I think, you know, when you go off the interstate there at that Beach Grove exit and just drive around, I mean, I think that is amazing. You know, not many people just take the time to go out and drive through the country mm-hmm. and just see how special it is for all of us that live here. It I is. mean, it, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and it's part of the attraction, but uh, I... I know that 840 was being considered at one time for maybe even having a major league baseball mm-hmm. uh, stadium out there at one time. And uh, uh, for whatever reason, I think our um, county executive, I guess that was at the time, decided that uh, she didn't even want the uh, the racetrack out there, as you mm-hmm. remember. So they moved it 200 they, yards. <laughs> they moved it 200 yards, and they and got, all, got, they the got all the taxes. They say it. that thing is coming back. I, I was out there the other day. They say that, you know, they're going to bring races back, and I noticed they're doing an industrial park right beside it, and I mm-hmm. also noticed that all the Nissan cars were gone, you know, because yeah. Nissan was using that for storage, so maybe something's going to happen over there. I, I know I hated that because... People were raising a lot of cane on the noise, but they're getting the noise either way, but it's only, what, a couple times a year maybe, and I don't think it ended up being that big a deal to folks. But here's what I found out about people, and me included. People get scared of the unknown, you know. And a lot of times I watch them get up here and fight these subdivisions and things, and and they're really scared because they're scared. They don't know. Yeah. They don't want that field behind them. They just, it scares them. And then it happens, and they're like, man, that's not that bad. Behind my house, I'm on, you know, I'm on uh, Glasgow over there, Scotland. Sarah King's little property was behind me. That's nice over there. It, it was beautiful. And she had these big, beautiful oak trees mm-hmm. on about 16 acres. And I couldn't even see Rutherford. Who owns that now? They, uh, they made a little subdivision out of it. Uh, I can't remember the fellow's name. And they got houses back there. But I remember the day I pulled up in my driveway mm-hmm. looking at Rutherford. But I never could see Rutherford because of all these 200-year oak trees. And that was the day they clear-cut it to do the subdivision <laughs> and oh man it was awful you know, I, I, I got hear, traumatized I hear that that you were thinking about buying some property over there close to the landfill <laughs> and, and uh, you know there have been cases where landfills have been turned into golf courses yeah they're supposed to do something with our landfill when it's done aren't they supposed to make it's my understanding they, they were mm-hmm. supposed to and mm-hmm. Would you like to play over there? Uh, you know, you'd be running right yeah. alongside the river and, yeah. and things like yeah. that. That see one of those three-eyed carp over there. Yeah. The- <laughs> Wouldn't you hate to be uh, an elected official having to deal with that once all this is over with? Who because- want, who wants a landfill? Yeah, nobody does. No. You don't. remember when uh, 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 Guy James's property, 400 acres, mm-hmm. uh, the county bought it mm-hmm. so that they could. Um, uh, put a landfill on it, mm-hmm. and the uproar over in that area was you, you could hear it all the way up to New York sure. with people just so upset yeah. with what was going Is on. Is that why I've never, I want to get it, you may know about that, I don't know, but if you go out Halls Hill Pike, mm-hmm. go through Shiloh, mm-hmm. past Daniel McKee, there's sidewalks all the way up to that hill. Yeah. I never could figure out why this. I can't remember. I don't know if that was part of when they were going to do something out there with that, but it's weird to see a sidewalk that far out. In the that county. was a dangerous road. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the more dangerous roads in Rutherford County, and I remember when a little kid was run over over there, mm-hmm. and it was, um, it was, it was such a terrible situation. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, to have decent uh, uh, roads to travel on in in a community has to be one of the more expensive and one it, uh, you have to be pulling your hair out trying to be able to uh, fund those type uh, things and everybody gets upset about traffic and I get it I'm one of them but here's the thing the people come it's governments very rarely that I know of say let's just go ahead and do some roads because we know they're I mean you're all it's always reactionary plus m- money as you know is always 
we're always behind mm -hmm. uh, the county and the city trying to pay for the projects that you need now, so you have to put them off for mm -hmm. years behind that because mm -hmm. the money uh, it doesn't isn't available. Right. As things grow, mm -hmm. you know, the houses that you're building and buying, uh, the people that move in, you know, you won't be collecting the money from them uh, for a long time. And it's it, and pay it typically doesn't that. pay, really pay for people think, well, look at all these property taxes. Residential property taxes, from what I understand, really don't pay, like, you know, to really cover the schools and the roads yeah. and everything, you know. Our property but, taxes are very cheap compared to a lot of other they places. They are. We get upset. Uh, and I give Mayor a hard time because he's my Which friend. one? McFarland. I give oh. him a hard time. Uh, but at the end of the day, we met some folks the other day. They lived a uh, suburb outside of Chicago, mm -hmm. moved down here. I said, why'd you move? Well, you know, we just got to thinking I can work anywhere I want, and we've been to Tennessee, and we love it, and we just wanted to come to Tennessee, and Murfreesboro was attractive to us. And, mm -hmm. and I said, okay, cool. So they were buying, let's say they're buying a $300,000 house here. Their tax is probably going to be about 3000 bucks in the city. Mm -hmm. I said, what were your taxes in Chicago? And she said, 7000 mm. You know, it was more than double. And she wasn't yeah. even up in, like, downtown Chicago. She was out in a suburb, you know, uh, and it might have even been more. I think it was almost triple. It was like eight or 9000 Yeah. You know, and ours are going to go. When you're growing, they're going to go up. They just are. I mean, it's tough to stay. We were lucky to keep them as low as we did forever, and a lot of that was because of the gateway. You know, we made all that money on the gateway. Now, I'm not saying it's easy to second-guess public officials. It is, and I, I wouldn't want to be one. But, you know, well, they spent too much money on that. They spent too much money on this. It, it's it's tough, to, it's tough to do that. You know, it's tough to... It's easy to second guess, but it's tough to, you know, get that new police center maybe at that exact price. You, you know, I mean, it, things go up. It's just tough bidding processes and things. So, I don't know. I think it's, the biggest difference between here, of course, money's big. I know a lot of people that move in here are moving in from the north, mm -hmm. uh, northeast, in the mm -hmm. middle part of the country. And they have a great salary. They're barely mm -hmm. making it mm -hmm. wherever they're living. Mm -hmm. So... When they retire, they come down here, and mm -hmm. they can afford a lot of things mm -hmm. that people who have lived here most of their lives. Uh, right. They, they, we take for granted because yeah. we don't know any different. Y yeah, it's unbelievable. But It's all about I, perspective. You know? Yeah, but the biggest thing, I think, John, is the people who live here mm -hmm. are so much different than any other place across the country, mm -hmm. and they're friendlier. They, mm -hmm. they reach out to you. I never will forget... Uh, when Jackie and I lived on Rucker Lane, uh, uh, her dad built us a house and just absolutely loved all the people. They're all mostly country people. Mm -hmm. And a person moved in fr from another area, and Jackie told me, she says, now, I'm baking them some cookies. Mm -hmm. Now, y I want you to take it over there and, and mm -hmm. give it to them. So I went over and knocked on the door, and she, the lady came, what do you want? <laughs> They come up from up north. Mm -hmm. They just hadn't been around us. Right. And I said, uh, I'm going to give you some cookies that my wife uh, baked for you. Mm -hmm. Why did you do that? Mm -hmm. And then I try, I explained it to them. And, and a, as it went on, we, we became friends. Sure. It, but they weren't used yeah. to that type to people, of reaction. They're not used to people saying hi to them in Kroger. They're no. not used to somebody just waving to them down the road. And I talk to a lot of them too, and they laugh about it and stuff. But you're, you're but, it, but it's attractive. They can't believe it. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you want to come here? Because I've been into a lot of places. I, I know that uh, in some, they just wanted to sit down and talk to us and listen to us mm -hmm. because of, of the way that uh, we, we were able yeah. to use our language mm -hmm. in, in a different way Articulate. than they had. Yeah, I, you know what's interesting too? Like I used to go up to Chicago and visit a buddy of mine. And everybody honks. They just honk. They use the they use the horn as a tool. Yeah. Hey, I'm coming, or hey, let's go. You know, whatever. They don't think twice about it. Yeah. Now down here, if I can have somebody at a red light sitting in front of me, and they get on their phone probably, mm -hmm. and I can wait ten seconds, fifteen. Then I'll start to, and my wife goes, "Don't you do that?" You know. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's what the horn's for. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying, hey, wake up and let's go. You know. But uh, we're just different in that respect. You know. Yeah, but you don't want to honk your horn at somebody who's having a really bad day. No, 
No. There was a movie. Road rage. Yeah, I, I, I saw a movie this last year that uh, a guy had murdered his wife mm -hmm. and maybe even his mother too. I can't remember exactly. And he was already having a really bad day. Yeah, he wasn't the guy you want to honk at. No. And it ended up somebody honked, a lady honked at him because she was in a hurry. And uh, the what happened after that was just unreal. Yeah. I used to have those big magnets on my car. It said, John Jones, my phone number, you know. And we'd be going down the road. Somebody would do something. And I, yeah, you know, I. And my wife goes, that's real smart. You, you know, have road rage with your daggum number on the side of the truck. And she, thank did, God did, for my were, wife. Were, were you able to do hand signals? Yeah, well, yeah, I probably did. I did some things. That's back when I was full, uh, a little more, you know, full of a little more testosterone or whatever. Yeah. I was. It wasn't a good Christian moment. But I had a good wife who would always, I still have a good wife who yeah. keeps me. I think Just like you did. Men are worse than women oh, when it comes to well, those Well, it's because we got that ego and all the, you know, I don't know. Well, we take a front to that so much, but we do. I was watching, uh, uh, I watch a lot of these uh, uh, shows that are in Africa and places mm -hmm. like that where, where all the animals are. Mm -hmm. I, I, love, I love the elephants. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but I was watching it where the elephants... Uh, they didn't have uh, the fathers that they normally would have, the male elephants, mm -hmm. the dads. And, and they were, when they would have during the mating time, and they'd have all that testosterone, mm -hmm. whatever, raging in mm -hmm. them, they became just completely um, crazy. Mm -hmm. And they would t attack and kill other animals just for the fun of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think sometimes... Maybe we don't get away from that as that, much as hey, we that explains think we me, do. That explains my problems in my 20s. <laughs> Not sometimes it, sometimes you, you just don't think too straight when, when, the, when the, you know, yeah. the hormones are kicking, you know? Well, you're still a young fellow, though, John. Uh, my gosh. Getting old. 51. About to be 52. Wow. Oh my, you're the same age as my kids. That's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I'm getting old. Yeah, but you, you, you've done a lot in, in that short amount of time. Would you have done anything else than what you're doing now? It's tough to I always tell people don't have regrets. It's, yeah. You know, it, everything that happens is a part of your story. If treated the right way, you know. Yeah. I've had some tough times. I had some things that, you know, I wish I hadn't done. But those things help you learn. If You, you know, if you got any sense and you got character, you get through those times and, um, and and you learn from them and, and try to not to repeat them. Yeah. And it and it builds who you are. Um, I think a lot of people and you've seen it. I mean, you dealt with it. When they get through when they go through tough times, it's easier sometimes to quit. Yeah. Or it's easier to to meditate. It's easier to just start drinking a little bit. And a little drinking leads to a lot of drinking, or a little drugs leads to a lot of drugs. And then at some point that gets out of control, and they end up over there on Highway 99 where you dealt with them. It's amazing uh, how many good people would yeah. go to jail yeah. for doing things that yeah. they just couldn't handle it. Drug, drugs really mess people up. I yeah. mean, and you, you, you know families. I know families that have gotten involved in drugs, and, and they turn into a different people. You know, I told somebody the other day they, they were upset about somebody you know, that was, had an addiction problem. I said, well, you're not dealing with that person. You're dealing with the impairment at this point. Yeah. And, and, and that's hard, you know. I hate I hate drugs. I hate what it does to families. Yeah. I hate what it does to people. Good people, mm -hmm. and especially with the the painkillers now and all that, you know. And uh, you know, sometimes you accidentally kind of get into it. You know, it, it, it just it, it ruins people. Yeah. They steal things. They do things they never would have done. I bet you eighty percent of your stuff out there. I don't know if you really. I mean, they might got caught for stealing. They might got caught for this. But if you if you dial it, peeled the onion back, it was because they had an addiction. Yeah, it's strange uh, uh, dealing with alcohol, and, uh, which is a drug. Mm -hmm. uh, I can remember most of the time when we would catch someone who was out driving uh, under the influence, we would take them home back mm -hmm. in those days. Yep. And and I found it fascinating that a lot of the people that we would do that service for mm -hmm. would quit drinking. 
And we, it was always amazing to me. I, I had one guy probably uh, 15 years after we had stopped him and, took, and taken him home. He, he stopped me and he said, I just want to let you know that when y'all took care of me that night, it, it made a, a big difference in how my thoughts were at mm-hmm. the time. And he said, I quit. He said, I That's quit correct. drinking. It wasn't easy. Did you ever know, this is one of my, it's not a great story, but it's a funny story. And it and it goes back to that, that time period. Did you ever mm-hmm. know Tom Pierman? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he was a character. Yeah, yeah. You know, radio guy. Yeah. Represented Jim Reeves, New Elvis, and yeah. was a storyteller on the radio station. Yeah. The one funny stories on Tom was he was up at the country club one night and he'd had too much, and they were still going. They were going somewhere over to Riverview to finish the finish the party, mm-hmm. and he ran his car off on uh, Battleground into the ditch. He's sitting right here. Police comes up. Back then, everybody knew everybody. Yeah. Mr. Perriman, can I help you? He goes, yeah, can you run down to Broadway Market and give me another six-pack? You know. <laughs> it didn't go well for him that night, even back then. But, you know, I mean, you're right. It was totally different back then. But drinking and driving serious, man. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a, ba- it's a bad deal, you know. Yeah. Well, we've enjoyed the I've show. I've enjoyed it, man. We've, we've covered it's a lot been of a lot topics. of fun. Yeah, you're you're a good guy. I don't know why you decide to stay over there at the rich table instead of over there with us poor people I'm when we eat there. at Sylvan Park. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of days I want to get up from that table and come sit with y'all. You know how it goes. Yeah. We have a lot of fun, though. It's, yeah. I, it's funny. You talk about getting older. I used to go in the city cafe, and I'd see all those older guys sitting yeah. at that table and go, man, that's a bunch of old guys. They come in here and sit at a big table and talk and all that. Well, now I'm one of those older guys, you know. Oh, you're still bad. <laughs> All right, All right, guys. thank you, man. Enjoyed the show, guys. All right, buddy. Thank you, Truman. All right, guys. We'll see you in the morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.